Welcome back to the Survival Toolbox Podcast. This is yours truly, Elder Richard Pittman Jr. And I'm so glad that I get these fleeting moments to speak to you on the behalf of what the Lord has given me to say. I'm excited and I'm grateful that the Lord has given me a voice. And so I just want to encourage you to use yours in whatever way that may be. Doesn't necessarily have to be speaking, but in your actions and what you do for other people. Let this month of July be a, an awakening to your purposes and to your goals. I'm excited about today's topic. I'm really excited. Um, the Lord's really laid on my heart for this month to really seek after Him and to really get in to His presence. To understand what he's doing in this particular season. And so with that, with the changing of the month and the changing of the God, we're halfway through the year, y'all. I began these podcasts back in February. And I've been putting out content. And this is really the most I've been consistent on social media. And so I, I just thank God for the for the strategy and the strength and the ability to do what I do. Uh, yes, that is a brand new sound. It is... Uh, from a trombone player um, from Benedict College. Um, I do not have his name, uh, but shout out to the to the band at Benedict College. Uh, it was a remix made by an artist named Calio, if you want to look it up on YouTube. But nevertheless, um, in my earlier update I gave on Tuesday, uh, you want to go check that out, it's about a 16, 17-minute uh, cut of my podcast. Um, I informed everyone that July was going to be a month of the Lord telling you how to be successful, like uh, almost like a strategic month. He's going to teach you how to be successful with success. Some of us, you know, we're so used to being taught success or growth with what we would deem um, unsuccessful or what we would deem uh, struggles in our lives. But not this month. Um, for those that believe and those that follow, no matter how deep of a walk you have with him, uh, if you believe and you accept this word, this is the month July, July. I'm not lying about this. Uh, I'm not Julying, um, but I'm sorry that was a terrible joke. Let, let, me, let me get back to it. Um, the month of July is going to be a month of strategic advancement, and in the form of literally uh, walking into what the Lord promised you. Uh, what does that look like? So. Um, we know what faith is, the substance of things, hope for it, evidence thing not seen, Hebrews 11 and 1. Um, it, it's going to look like you're walking in, into situations you have no clue on how to handle. However, the Lord's already given you the victory. But while you are victorious in these spaces, he's going to show you how to navigate and how to be successful in brand new environments. And sometimes it's not necessarily 
brand new spaces, but the environment as far as the role you play where you are can be brand new. He's going to show you how to be successful. For some, it will be something brand new, environments and spaces. For some, it'll be where you are at, but he's going to show you how to essentially leapfrog. And so uh, I, I got into how this would be a great, this would be a great month and a great time to really fast and pray. And simply, we know that prayer is communicating with God and fasting is clearing the line. The line of prayer that we have towards him, it's clearing it up. It's getting rid of all the distractions. It's allowing us to really hone in on his voice in order to receive the instruction we need in this month. Now, there are going to be people that just don't get it, and that's fine. You have every right to do what you want to do, but I am telling you, I've already spoken things over this year. You can go back into my other podcast that I have, and I've spoken out some things over this year, and uh, honestly, truly, I have fr friends and family that have just on a whim listened to what I said. Now, you know, I'm, I'm going to take it, and they've come back, all of them, and said, you know what, I listened to what you told me to do. And this is all the instructions I've given you all. And they said things have turned. Things have worked out. I began new ventures. I'm more su successful than what I do all because I listened to you. Now, mind you, uh, I'm nobody special. I'm just a person that really takes uh, this walk with God seriously. And I believe God talks to everybody. I believe he talks to me. And so when I when he tells me something, I want to give it to you all. I don't want to be the gatekeeper to information. I want everybody be, to be successful. So how do we be successful? Well, today's topic is about fasting. And how can we fastly approach our blessings? Essentially, um, fasting uh, when you read it in the Bible, is usually a mechanism that is used in distress. So you don't regularly see fasting, uh, at least in the New, the Old Testament, as something that is just like a a a, a regular thing. It's fasting is done usually by those characters in the bible when trouble is afoot and so um when you look at it from the perspective of the old testament it's almost like well i know i'm facing something whether good or bad and i don't know what to do so i'm gonna go fast so i can have the correct response to what I need to move forward in. Now, there's no, there was never, I shouldn't say never, but there's not a specific way to fast as, as far as, you know, how long of, uh, how long inside of a day should you fast? And then how long in days or weeks should you fast for something that you need? It's all up to what uh, to what you need in the in the intensity of how badly uh, you need the answer or you need something done. 
um, we understand that uh, fasting is a way to humble ourselves before God and turn away our own wants and to look towards God and say, I want you to be a part of my life in such a way that I'm willing to turn away what I deem is necessary for me or what I b believe is regular for me. And I'll put that aside in order to get a word from you. And you can read that in Psalms chapter 69, specifically in the 10th verse. It will talk about what fasting is. And even more so to the point, you can go read about David and what he had to go through when he was trying to have his first child with um with Bathsheba in 2 Samuel. I believe that's the 12th chapter around the 16th verse read it on through the 23rd verse. Um inside that story you find that the baby is alive and uh and sickly and David is praying and he's fasting although we know the backstory on David and the Seba David saw Bathsheba bathing looked upon her wanted her send her husband off to war put him on the front line so he he would die slept with her have this child so now David is in urgent need because he knows he's in the wrong, but he doesn't want the child to suffer. So, remember, being faced with pressure, being faced with something that is important, that's pertinent. You need something now. When, when you need something from somebody that is dire, you don't sit back. Naturally, nobody sits back and just waits. If you know your deliverance is sitting in front of you, the majority of us is going to reach out and snatch it, even if it looks crazy, if it looks uh, off-putting, if it doesn't necessarily agree or what you're doing doesn't agree with what's going on at the time. Nobody cares about reading the room, per se, when you're in need. So what about what's going on around me? I need what I need to survive. Fasting is the way to get God's attention. So I just I just want to break down uh, uh, fasting, fasting real quick. Um, so it's. I Well, you know what? I'll put it like this. It, it manifests. Um, our our want or our, or our earnestness towards God. In a way that excludes all that we want, but shows our obedience to him, acts as a dietary uh, supplement to our daily life. And it demonstrates the mastery over our own appetites with an S. So not just food or drink, but social media, family, friends, daily routines what we read, what we think, how we operate. 
That's what fasting regulates. And in the same way that we need. We need faith to enhance our prayer. Because when you pray, you're asking God for things or you're thanking God. Either way, you have to believe somebody's listening to you or essentially you're just talking to the air. So you need faith. And so with it, you bolster your prayer life with faith. In the same right, you bolster your faith with your fasting. As well as bolstering your prayer life with fasting. So faith, prayer, and fasting are all wrapped up in the same, I guess, I guess I would say the same category for getting God's attention. When you want his attention, you need faith. First and foremost, that, 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 that's the Bible. Faith is the only way you can please God. The only way you can get his attention is through faith. You got to believe he's there. That's the first thing. Second thing is that you have to pray, which means you have to set out time. So once again, I know you can pray throughout the day and listen, God wants to hear from you. I do not want to be the speaker or preacher that tells you that you ain't praying if you're not in a secluded place, you know, on your knees. There's many ways you can pray. You can be up walking around praying. You can be out shopping and praying. You can be in your car driving and praying. You can be at your job praying. You don't have to uh, have a necessary spot because when we talk to our family and friends, we're texting, we're on social media, we pick up calls, we can video chat. There's many ways we can talk to one another. That's the same way God wants us to talk to him. Now, of course, you're not going to have video chat and all that stuff, but in the many ways you operate in your day, he wants you to talk to him. However, nobody likes feeling like they're the section option, second option. And in the same way, if you go back in the book of Genesis and you read about Cain and Abel and how God loved the fact that Abel would come with his first sacrifice. And didn't appreciate the sacrifice of Cain because it was the leftovers. That's the same thing God wants from us. Not what Cain did. He doesn't want your leftovers. He doesn't, well, after I've talked to everybody else, now I'm going to talk to you. No, he wants to be the first person you run to. And to be honest, it's really the smartest choice because he holds all the answers. I know we love the physicality of being able to talk to somebody and having that face to face conversation or or even just this uh, the, the, the humanly interaction, because it's something that is tangible. We can tangibly pick up the phone or go to somebody and talk to them and have a response. But when you talk to God, I know how it feels when you're something's really important and you get it all off your chest and you done prayed and you stand up. And you're still sitting in the same situation that you were in. And it seems like you were just talking to the air. So it seems like nothing's happening. But therein lies. What we just talked about faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. You do understand that your words have power. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. When you begin to speak 
the Lord has set up the universe, not just this world, but the universe, because he created everything with words. Everything we do involves words. You wear words. You sit on words. You watch words. Televisions, clothes, seats, all words. So when we speak, we have to use our faith. Because when you speak, the moment you speak it, the Lord begins to work on it. Fasting is what I would call expedited shipping. You can pray about it. And you can say, Lord, I just, you know, I, I need some things to work out and I need you to do things. And that's, you know, that's awesome. That creates relationship. But when you fast, that gets his attention. That oh, okay, something something's going on because now they're rejecting what they need, and that's why we turn down food and we turn down drinks because we're rejecting what our body needs to get his attention. Essentially, we're saying we are willing. To starve in order for us to get spiritually strong so that we can move in your name. Once again, more Bible for you. The Lord loves to be praised. That's one of his characteristics. That's why we love when people say good job and pat us on the back. and Oh, man, you're so awesome. So when you fast, you're telling him, I know you're the only way. I know you're the only way. And so. Um, as I was sitting and thinking about this uh, and I was reading up on some things, I, I'm reminded of how Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights. That's Matthew chapter four. Uh, you can go. Um. You can go read it, read it for yourself, chapter 4, 1 through 11. And when you read it, you'll find that he fasted 40 days and 40 nights because I remind you, Jesus knew his purpose when he was when he was born and he came here. We know this because there's evidence because as a 12 year old, he went to the synagogue and began to teach. As a 12 year old, Jesus knew why he was here. So although it doesn't explicitly say it in the Bible, you can only imagine that Jesus was talking to God and saying, I know I have to go. I have to perform miracles. I have to teach correct doctrine. I have to go up against people that won't like me, although I'm here to save them. And then I have to be brutally beaten because I'll be falsely accused. And then I'll have to die. And I'm sure Jesus, because he was 100% God, but still 100% human because he had to be in, in our likeness, so we don't have an excuse. That's why he can be touched by our infirmity. Which means no matter what you go through, no matter what you feel, he knows how it feels. There's nothing that you that you that you're gone that you've gone through that there's nothing that you've faced that Jesus himself did not come down and already feel for you. Did not already go through for you.
See, sin never entered his body, but in his dying, sin sat on him. The weight of all of our sins sat on his shoulders. So sins that were committed and the sins that were going to be committed sat on his shoulders while he was dying. So for 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus went away in the wilderness. He fasted and prayed. Spiritually, he's already a God. But humanly, we still needed an example of when something pertinent is going on. The extremes he must reach to. So once again, I, you know, I've I heard from preachers before, if, if you need a $5 blessing, we'll give God a $5 praise. And if you need a $100 blessing, then give God a $100 praise. It's how bad do you want it? How bad do you need your answer? And and I just want to remind those that God is no respecter of person either. And before I finish up the story with Jesus, let me jump back to David. And the same story with David was praying over his child that was sickly and was still living. He was fasting and praying, would not eat. His servants came to him. They said, hey, you know, we want to talk to you about your child. He said, no, I'm fasting and praying. They tried to pick him up off the floor. He said, no, I'm fasting and praying. Leave me alone. That child died. The child died. David found out the child died, got up, began to eat, and went about his, his life. David said something very important. He said, when the situation is done, what else is there to fast on? What else is there? to pray about concerning that specific situation. The Lord has made his decision. When you fast and pray, I always tell people, ask for God's direction. You want to know why? Because when you go in with your agenda, you might come out with a disappointment that was never bred by God. You went in with your own mindset. And you wanted God to bless your plan. But if you go back and read Romans 8. It says. For all things work together for the good of them that love God. And for those who are called according to his purpose. People forget that part. They All things work together. Yeah, but are you living according to his purpose? It didn't say your, your purpose or Bobby's purpose or Richard's purpose, or anybody else's purpose, are you living according to his purpose? What he wants you to do. And that's why you grow a relationship with him to figure out what he wants you to do. That's why it's the, the word is a light unto my feet and a lamp unto my, unto my path. So where I need to go, there's many paths you can take. But we read the word, and the word is Jesus Christ, because John 1 and 1 says that. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God. The word was with God, and the word was God. So the word is Jesus. So you're following Jesus, and the only way to get to the Father is through Jesus. And the Father knows all, and the Father has the plan for you. So because now you know that Jesus is the word, you read the word, you get to Jesus. So Jesus introduced you to the Father. The Father tells you where you need to go. Now you can say, well, God, guide me on the path you want me to be on. Because I know that path is, that path is already blessed. But along that way, we need to fast because we come up against troubles. 
And so David fasted and prayed and his child died. However, he had another child. And his child was Solomon. So, yes, sometimes we want the Lord to do what we want him to do. That was not in God's plan to save that child. And it does not mean the child was a bad child or uh, 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 because David made a mistake and slept with another man's wife. Because, oh, well, that's why he died because God's punished. No, 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 no. That that was that just wasn't in the plan. However, it wasn't a plan for David to help give birth to Solomon, his predecessor. Because what would Solomon go on to do? David couldn't build the temple, but Solomon would build the temple to God. And how big of a moment that is for Christianity to have its own temple. So remember, on this walk, it's not about what you want. We submit ourselves. Paul would tell you, you have to beat your flesh into submission. That's another reason why we fast, to beat our flesh into submission under the hand of God. And just to put it nicely, we are trying to get disciplined enough. To know when distractions are coming and urges are urges are coming or urges are, urges are there and we know how to fend them off. Fasting is a great way. There's a multitude of things you can do to reset your mind, reset your body, reset your your thoughts and all those things. But fasting is a great way as a Christian to reset yourself and get yourself away from certain habits. It's not the only thing. But it's a very great way. Probably top five things you can do as a Christian is fast. One of them is fast. So now that we know that fasting, prayer, faith all work together, and we know that fasting is a way to get God's attention and it pushes the expedite button. And we know what happens when we walk in with our plans. Now, I'm not saying God won't bless what you want. I'm not going to say that because many times the Lord's blessed those in the Bible who had plans. That maybe wasn't directly on the path, but because they were on the path of God and respected what God wanted them to do, he blessed their hand. So. Here we are. We get back to Jesus. Jesus comes out of the wilderness. He meets Satan, the devil. The devil offers him, you know, uh, hey, you're God. Turn that rock into bread. Hey, you know, see this land? I'll give it all to you. Hey, uh, I'll make people worship you. The, the revelation I get behind all of this is that of course, in your weakest moments, so when you want to fast and pray, don't be surprised when people pick at you. Nobody has to know that you're fasting and praying, but don't be don't be surprised when the world around you be like things just start getting a little more irritable. And not just because you're hungry, but just because 
if Satan going to wait until Jesus comes out of the wilderness to, to pick at him, why do you think he'll do it to you? So that's that's number one. But the, the revelation that I, I get, the other revelation that I get from this is that Jesus comes out of the wilderness and begins to quote scripture. Man doesn't live by bread alone and we live by the everywhere that precedes out of the mouth of God. And so on and so forth. In the end. Th this is what's crazy to me about this fasting thing. Uh, he stood his ground. He stood his ground. Jesus stood his ground as a human being. Mind you, his flesh was really weak. He's not eating. You go four days and 40 nights without eating and then go go try to run a lap around the track. I'm almost guaranteeing you, you're probably not going to make 100 meters. No, nothing to eat, nothing, no drink. You're not going to be able to do it. You'll be too weak. But the flesh was weak. His spirit was strong. And that's what happens. It's the unseen revelation that people look on the outward man, but God looks at the heart. You get stronger spiritually. See, life doesn't change. Ecclesiastes tells us that there's nothing new under the sun. So what you face, somebody else has already faced. But here we have Jesus facing temptation, and he's weak physically. But spiritually, he's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm better than this. We, need, we want to be spiritually strong, not only to get our answers from God, but to be able to go out and be moved in the direction God wants us to go and have strength enough to do it. Because the higher we go, you have to understand, y'all, the higher you go, you don't know what that stage of level even looks like. You have plans of what you do when you get there. But do you know what it takes to live there? We want to be millionaires, but do we know what it means to be millionaires? Let's just be honest. Do we know how to even pay taxes as millionaires? What it even looks like? Do you know how to sustain it? Like, th those are things that I think about. Like, you know what? I don't know about that. I, I want to get there, but I don't know about it. Nothing wrong to aspire to be there. But there's just different levels. So you get spiritually strong. So to wrap this up. And the revelation that I wanted to to, to truly give. So I've, I've given you these things that I keep skipping around. And this is the toolbox. They put this in your toolbox. At the end of all that, Satan left Jesus alone because he would stand his, he withstood his test. He was strong spiritually. He understood his assignment. But in the end, after he was done fasting and praying for 40 days and 40 nights, the angels came down to minister to him. When you fast and pray, God will send the answer. That is guaranteed. People think God talks in riddles. The only riddle that happens is that you trivialize what you know is right. Because God will speak to you on the level of which you can understand. God's not out to confuse you. You just don't want to accept what's being told to you. In the end, Jesus got ministered to by the angels. And, and, and really, you can translate that uh, he was encouraged. He got his answer. He got his confirmation. 
And so I want I want you to put that in your toolbox that we just don't fast and pray and get up out of there and nothing happens. God, will he's going to minister to you. He's going to talk to you. You have to have the open ear to accept what he's going to say and have the faith to believe what he says. It is not his will that any man should perish, but he wants all of us to have everlasting life. Listen, y'all, let's fast and pray this month. I don't know specifically how long you want to do it, but at least take at least two days and just fast and pray and get in the face of God. And how you do that, you just get down in personal time. That means when you're away from everything in your personal time, you make separate time to say, Lord, it's me, and I need to talk to you about some things. And you talk to them, or I'm sorry, you talk to him like you talk to all your friends. Act like he's sitting right in front of you. Just talk, because he is listening. That's how I grew my relationship. At first, I, I felt I was crazy until things began to change in my life. And now that's the only way I talk to God, like he's sitting right next to me. Let's be blessed, y'all. I know this is going to be a great second half of the year. I'm telling you, this is the year of walking into your land of milk and honey. This is just another instruction for the month of July. Some people are going to be blessed by this because I know what the Lord has told me. And I'm going to be one of the ones blessed by it because I'm going to abide by it. So let's fast and let's pray. Let's, let's remember to read the scriptures. Don't forget to read your word. That's how we stay powerful. That's how we stay in line with God. Remember, Romans 8 and 30, 30. If he's predestined you, that means he's called you. If he's called you, that means he's justified you. You don't need any other validation. God's called you to where you are. That means you're justified by his word. It does not matter what anybody else says. And in the end, the angels will come and minister to you. God will come minister to you because in the end, he'll glorify you. He will let you know you did the right thing. Follow him. Follow his instruction. Follow his path. Let's take this journey together, y'all. Be blessed.